This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, September 2nd, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. A resurgent Russia is less willing to accept the slights handed down by the United States, just as the U.S. needs Russia's cooperation to execute a war in Afghanistan. As Cato Institute Research Fellow in Foreign Policy Studies Stanley Kober says, U.S. paths to Afghanistan are dwindling. It would seem that we had every reason in the world to, at least over the last eight years, develop a very credible, positive relationship with them. Condoleezza Rice, a certified Russia expert, uh, but it just didn't happen. Why not? Um, they think they really tried, and it didn't happen. And I, I think they don't see how it looks from Russia's point of view. They honestly do not see that taking a military alliance and pushing it forward um, should antagonize anybody in good faith because they do not see it as putting a military alliance forward. They see it as spreading democracy. Who could object to spreading democracy except tyrants? And they really believe this. Um, It is quite striking to me. Our experience in Afghanistan began in 2001. Did President Bush, uh, Secretary Rice, these people who were uh, actively involved in this uh, war there, did they recognize really at any point before the last year that Russia's cooperation could end up being a a very key part of, of success in Afghanistan? I think to a certain extent, Russia's cooperation has been taken for granted. Um, For example, uh, when people point out that we need Russia's cooperation in Iran, um, the response is, well, Russia does this for its own interest. The implication being that we don't have to give anything in return. Uh, Well, yes, to a certain extent, that's true. However, one thing people have to be aware about, countries determine their own interests, and sometimes they are not fully rational about those interests. If a people become angry, if a people feel they are being pushed around, um, they can react in a way that is not in their own interests. Um, one, one of the great examples of this is World War I. I'm not saying we're in that kind of a situation, now, but it's an extraordinary example. Um, when the Austrians gave the ultimatum to Serbia, I had the sense that they felt that Russia would not honor its commitment to Serbia because that would be irrational. What did they care about the Serbs? And they weren't militarily ready, especially with Germany on Serbia's side. And given the war, the way the war turned out, that was made perfect sense. But at that time, a Russian official in the Tsar's court told the German military um, plenipotentiary who was in St. Petersburg, then the capital of Russia, the Russian official told him, we must come to the aid of the Serbs. They are our brethren. We must stand by them regardless of the cost. I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me, but I have in my library a book with the cable 
the guy, the German official sent back, regardless of the cost, is not something that says normal state interest. It means at that point, our honor is at stake. We must defend our honor regardless of the cost. So there are times when a people, a government can feel, that's it, we cannot be pushed around anymore. The normal considerations of deterrence do not matter. I guess a lot of people aren't exactly familiar with precisely how the United States uh, may come to depend on Russia for cooperation in Afghanistan. Detail that the, case. The critical factor here is supply lines. And I've mentioned, I first wrote about this four years ago in the Cato Handbook, and it is now receiving more attention. Afghanistan is a landlocked country. So how do you get supplies in there? Because most of the supplies have to go by land. You can deliver just so much by air. And then you need flight overflight, you know, overflight uh, permission in any event. Um, basically only three routes. Uh, Pakistan, Iran, and through the north, which means the consent at the very least and most likely access to Russian territory. Um, we have been relying on Pakistan. That supply route now looks endangered, increasingly endangered. There are numerous threats to that supply route. Um, Iran does not look like a real possibility given present uh, political relations. So you are left with the northern route. The Russians at the Bucharest summit agreed that we could use, NATO could use this route to provide um, supplies to uh, NATO forces in Afghanistan. Despite all the tension so far, they have said they are not revoking that permission. Um, now, it's my understanding that nothing has really started yet, but that is you know, the fallback in case the Pakistani route uh, uh, becomes more difficult. If you read the Russian press, um, there are more and more articles about how they could just stop this. And it seems to be something of a press campaign. You can see this building. It is entirely within their discretion, whether they allow us to use their territory. And this is the key point, what I referred to earlier about sometimes people just have had it emotionally and so on. They do not want us to fail in Afghanistan. Um, they offered us assistance immediately after 9-11. In fact, I recall reading um, immediately after the murder of Ahmed Shah Massoud, the head of the Northern Alliance before 9-11, um, commentaries from there, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Ahmed Ahmed Shah Massoud has has been killed or severely wounded. I don't think it was known that he was was dead. Um, But they said, what are we going to do? There's going to be nobody between, you know, Afghanistan and Tajikistan. We have to support Tajikistan. What are we going to do? And then 9-11 happened. And you could see this turnaround in the Russian press. We now have an important ally in the United States. Now, after what has happened, we can cooperate with the United States. Putin immediately was the first person to call President Bush. And, and you know, 
they were looking to assist us because they had been supporting the Northern Alliance opposed to the Taliban. And they were very worried. I mean, I, just, just like two days in between. But I, I remember seeing, you know, their concern. What were they going to do? So they wanted to assist us at that time. If Russia were to say to the United States, that's it, you know, we want you to succeed in Afghanistan, but this is, these slights are too much, would that be coming from a position of strength or weakness? In the short term, it would be a position of strength. I keep reading these articles that say, in 10 years, Russia's power won't matter. You know, we can uh-huh. have you know, alternate energy sources and their population is declining. So in the long term, they're weak. Um, yeah, in the long term, that may be right. You know, as, as uh, uh, Lord Kane said, in the long term, we are all dead. Um, if you're looking at the, our situation in the next year or two, we have tens of thousands of troops in Afghanistan who need to be supported. You get to the long term, you have to survive the short term. And in the short term, they are in a very powerful position. Stanley Kober is a research fellow in foreign policy studies at the Cato Institute and author of the recent analysis, Cracks in the Foundation, NATO's New Troubles, available for download at cato.org.